Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always is the Mr. Gimby. How are you doing today? Terrible, bro. My allergies are fucking killing me. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, you you still have that cat, right? Like that Yeah. Uh, you just you're like, yeah, it's my cat and I'm allergic, and it will forever have this cat now. Yes, yes. The cat came with my wife. Uh, yeah, so. and you're like, it won't be that long, bro. And I'm like, bro, cats live to be almost like 20 years old, man. You can the have cat, that cat forever. The cat was already like 10 when we when, when she came out, right? It's It's been... Yeah, we got like another 10. It's been six years. So, I mean, you know... Right. The cat's already getting up there in age. Fingers crossed. <laughs> nah, man, I'm fucking, <laughs> the I'm fucking cat's dying. gonna kill you before it dies, bro. I woke up and it was fucking staring at me at the foot of my bed, dude. It was like something up a Stephen King novel, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it just woke up and I'm... <laughs> I like look at it, and there it is. And he goes, Mwah. "I was like, oh fuck you!" Trying to get you to communicate with the god Anubis, bro. It's awful, that- dude. I don't. It's sending me to Ancient Anubis, Egyptian. brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Absolutely. Oh man, yeah, how, how are you though, bro? How's the game going? How's the uh, placements in Overwatch going? What's up? I've been out here living, bro. The game still on the back burner. I've just been doing more editing and stuff lately. Uh, I've been thinking more about the game though, and the game development. And I've been trying to just come up with like a schedule, like for my week, uh, like what days I'm doing what. Okay. So like Monday through Thursday, I'm just streaming and only for an hour, which is, you know, not crazy, but I feel like it's like what I can keep up like high energy and have fun doing. Uh, and I don't want to like uh, burn out because last time I tried streaming, like burned out. I was doing like four hour days. Uh, and but you did it every day, didn't you? If I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I built an audience doing that. You sure did. Like that's, that's the. <laughs> That's the winning formula if you want to build an audience, but you also like burn out uh, after about like, for me, it was like three or four months. I think a lot of people would probably be sooner. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard to keep up like good energy and like high uh, level play gameplay, like when you're doing like that long, but yeah, uh, it's fun. It's fun to build communities and like talk with people. But like for me, like now I'm just trying to tell more of like narrative stories and like have fun uh, while I'm playing and like let the emergent gameplay like tell like a story. Sure. And I'm trying to like just kind of enjoy and then I'm cut it down in the edit and like the edits where I'm having a ton of fun. Uh, really, the podcast is what started me streaming again. Really? Oh, look at yeah, that. <laughs> look at well, that. Well, it's like because uh, I got into editing for the podcast and I was like, there's not a lot of creative decision making uh, when you're cutting up a podcast you're like all right this is kind of what it is i try and throw up like what we're talking about on screen make it interesting yeah uh i do you know like i try and like do nice things to make it look better uh but like at the end of the day like i I, my personal favorite type of cutting is like that slapdash super fast pace uh high energetic flamboyant stuff like where you're just like you're really flexing your muscles and like you're, you're using the machine gun of like editing right, skills. Right, right, right. You're like, how can I use everything that I know about editing in every scene of like this uh, thing that I'm putting together? So I get that. I, I get that. That's that's cool though, man. I mean, you know, your uh, your meme content on on uh, Overwatch has been a breath of fresh air. When I'm like groggy and I wake up in the morning, I'm going to work. I see you uploaded something new. I uh, should should uh, hawk your your uh, personal YouTube, man, because it's 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 some it's some gold. You're getting some gold out of there. No way, man. I'm I'm gonna be blowing <laughs> up on my personal, and I'm gonna be hawking this on there, bro. This is okay. this is the long okay. con. I become a meme 
dank meme lord to, to get people onto our podcast. I'm like, I also do a pod. They're like, this is the exact opposite of the shit that I've been to, <laughs> bro. Right, right, right. <laughs> that works. Yeah. That works, man. Shit, bro. I've, uh, man, I, so Final Fantasy VII has still been my bread and butter for the week. Um, yeah. really enjoying the change, and I honestly don't think I can go back to the OG Final Fantasy VII after playing the remake. Truthfully, uh, the combat systems just... I, I guess they modernized everything, right? Um, yeah. And even though I like turn-based RPGs, it's uh, like my favorite RPG of all time, as far as JRPG goes, is Chrono Trigger, where you know you could see the enemies that you're about to fight on screen, you could walk to avoid them and stuff. Yeah. Um, the, just just that and not seeing and you know not having invisible enemies in an overworld that's like rng battles it's yep. it's nice dude it's nice as hell i can't so even like yeah. call it the uh action turn base atb is that yeah, it? like you yeah. have bars and you're blowing up uh, yep 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 so so there i i really hope square like takes that system and I know they're going to have the second part, you know, soonish. And uh, they're working on another Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16, concurrently with Final Fantasy 7 Part 2. And uh, I really hope that uh, that they take this as a stepping point. Because, like, Final Fantasy 15, uh, the open world was, was a bit empty, you know? And, yeah. and Final Fantasy 7, it's a lot more contained and some 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 parts are are kind of barren but that's because you're going from a you know PS1 thing of static backgrounds to you know the full game but i also found it more focused so even if i'm doing a side quest or the main quest um i am never missing a beat and there's never a point where it's dragging yeah. and i think the game uh, excels because of it i think sometimes when you just go like the big fallacy for rpgs right now is everyone listen the western rpg has taken over and they're all basically big open worlds where you can do whatever the fuck you want whenever the fuck you want and i think that uh a lot of jrpgs are struggling to try and keep up with that when that's not their wheelhouse because the, you end up with these giant open worlds that are barren that are barren hellscapes and there's nothing to do so i think if you if you can't think of anything cool to do like in there just f streamline your game man focus it yeah, tighten it up just keep going yeah so yeah so i'm saying like you, you talk about square enix like hoping that they get it together and no no they've, they've been fucking killing it dude like that's that's right. the thing they've been killing it. i just right. hope they like, continue seven. continue this uh, set but like with 15, that was supposed to be the engine and backbone that they built seven off of. And it was like just a clusterfuck, dude. Like they, they completely dropped the ball. Like all the systems were disjointed. They didn't have like enough time to like ramp up. Like it, the behind the scenes of that game is extremely interesting. Like I don't know if you've seen anything for about 15 it. or you're talking yeah, like yeah. the one with Noxus. I haven't heard issues with that. I, I, I haven't looked into it, admittedly. Yeah. Like when you start <laughs> looking into it, dude, like. Square Enix has become like uh, very silo based. Like none of the teams are really talking to each other. And like corporate is like, okay. no, we want you to build the engine, you to build the gameplay. And then like, you just like kind of put it together. So it's like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Like every game builds on each the systems and like each other. And like, we build these bigger congruent worlds. Uh, and that has not been the case. Like every team's kind of been like stabbing each other in the back, like uh, uh dropping the ball. They'll, they'll make, like systems that are only work for like this one engine in this one scene. And they're like, yeah, fuck everybody else. <laughs> like, I know we're supposed to be building up like a uh, modular systems that can grow, like with the, the games that we build, but nah, we're not doing that. 
I will say, since they had their public shaming for Final Fantasy for Online fourteen or Final Fantasy fourteen, um, ever since then, everything they have touched has turned to gold. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy fifteen, even if they had issues, that was very well received, and Noctis and his crew has become like a like a staple Final Fantasy, you know, uh, team. Uh, yeah. I feel like the Lightning games of thir- thirteen, like. Outside of Lightning, who was the only character that uh, was worth anything, everyone else in her party was forgettable. And yeah. and there's the infamous people who said that, oh yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen was a hallway simulator. Um, the game doesn't open up <laughs> till like thirty hours in or something. Yeah. So yeah, I, you I know, and- they were also that was the first time they're trying to dabble with like DLC storytelling. So it seemed like they were trying to like maybe leave blank slates for them to insert like the. And that's just really bad storytelling, right? Where you're like, I will let B team handle this. It'll be DLC. You'll and it's like nobody wants to buy DLC for forgettable character number seven, dude. Like yeah. you you gotta make like uh you gotta hook players in, you gotta create the interest, and then like people will be more interested in like, oh, I wanna know more about it. like you you can't just have like uh was it JJ Abrams mystery box? You're like, if we just leave everything yes. <laughs> very vague and like mysterious, then you'll care. It's like, no, it's just bad storytelling, bro. Like I'm with these characters like 80, 90 hours. <laughs> like I, there should be plenty of time to uh, give me some of their backstory, some of their depth, their, their motivations. Like, you yeah. know, some of I the should, I should know how they they prefer to pee, dude. By that amount of time, <laughs> I think uh, some some things with DLC story bits. I like how Final Fantasy VII in, in, introduced that because you have like a, a Yuffie back backstory that that you can play through post beating the game or we could like stop go to it and then go back to the game uh i i think i think expanding on a character works better than uh getting like the separate because i believe 13 like you said did it to where it was integral to the story as well yeah. like you're missing out a ch- on a chunk of the story if you don't have the dlc which is scummy but the 360 era the ps3 era developers were figuring out how the fuck to do dlc they didn't know uh, there's the yeah. infamous horse armor with uh, Oblivion, uh, where they're like, we could charge, we could charge out the ass for everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, so, horse armor. Even though I think premium. the horse armor is like six bucks or something like that, but still, at that point, like I'm not gonna, and it did nothing. I'm not gonna pay. You it's know, just pure cosmetic. What's interesting though is people will pay that for cosmetics now. <laughs> you know, like I think yeah. back then it was, uh, it was just people were like, what the fuck? But I think yeah, a man. lot of it is just like online games though, as well. Like if you have like a not online game, it's like, do I really need to stunt to myself? And it's yeah. yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a buddy who's just showing me like his, uh, his destiny swag. He's like, check it out. I got like this whole outfit. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, that's nice, I guess. But he was like showing it off. <laughs> like, and I was like, all right, man. This is posing cool, for you, like, turn yeah, around, like, showing you that ass. <laughs> he was like, "Hold on, I got this other outfit I got to show you." I'm like, "I'm, I'm good, bro. Hold on, <laughs> I gotta go." But yeah, man, he's <laughs> definitely like showed off all of the swagger. He's like, "I got like a, I forgot what they're called, the uh, where it mod modulates the color and stuff of no matter sure. what it is." Sure, uh, like you can wear a different armor, and then like it just kind of shows like the same armor on top of that. Trans transmute something okay. like that. Is it alchemy? I- is it transmigrate? <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's called dude whatever fancy marketing terms they threw on there to like right, make the right. character look however you want but you know people are into it people like enjoy showing that stuff off like um, right right i've never really been into it like that but i do enjoy like a good looking character like i did pose like in uh cyberpunk like i got like a nice outfit 
yeah. I, uh, did all the did all the modifiers where like all the mo- like where it's like this is kind of like garbage tier armor, but like I'm gonna modify it so it's really strong just so I look good. Because uh, I want all gold everything. I'm driving my gold car, my gold <laughs> gold suit. Understood. Uh, yeah. Understood. Yeah, because I mean, care. What's funny is like I'm a, I'm a and that's default. first person. That, yeah, it's a first yeah. person game. You know, like <laughs> right, right. You don't even Doing see it for it. that one. Uh, I'm like in fighters or whatever. We have a bunch of skins and stuff. Like I always buy all the DLC, but uh, uh, like I'm, I'm a default default gamer man i get the the main outfit to stick with it i'll do a color swap that's about it so i'm not i'm not yeah, one to, to buy it yeah yeah so that's all that's all it is but uh yeah dude let me let me give me one sec here i'm gonna pause <clears throat> yeah dude it's a it just gives more player agency and choice like what they want the different you know unique look of their character and yeah dude I don't know. Like you said, like it's it's not maybe for us because we're like older and like I'm just like this is fine. Uh, but like I do have like a bunch of stuff like in the uh, League of Legends. I have like a bunch of classic skins. Uh, yeah. In Fortnite, I had like a bunch of rare skins, but like because they're so rare, they just kept bringing them back. So kind of killed, ah, you know, like any rarity. rarity. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, that, like, it factor that you also get like it doesn't last, man. You can only stunt, and then they're like, oh, people really like that skin. Yeah. Seen that like people posting videos of them playing in the skin are getting hundreds of thousands of views. What if we could get hundreds of thousands of people to give us five dollars each? Right, <laughs> right. I think League of Legends was the first game where like the skins and like these are dope and I'm gonna buy them. So that's like the only game where I went ham on skins. Yeah. Uh, and they so- also left like a path to get them in the game for the most part. For like most of it. And then like other ones like it's like all you can do is buy it with cash. So Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job of like teasing you and then like getting you already buying in with like your fake coins. Yes. Like, oh, I'll just get I'll just get one skin uh, that they give me and then you're it. You're done, dude. It's over. And then you're giving them your mom's credit card and yes, now you have uh, you know, fizz alternate skins. Yep, yep, for sure. Now uh there's one thing I, I just kind of was thinking about quite a bit of, actually. Um, I've been, outside of Final Fantasy, uh, one of the games I've been playing as well, but I, I didn't play it this week, was uh, Super Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the Switch, which uh, was on All the right. um, Super Nintendo, right? This is right? a curveball, bro. It's not, it's not really a curveball, because... Like, You're like, it, yeah, let's play Final Fantasy VII and uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. No, no, no. Here's, here's why. Here's, <laughs> here's why I was thinking about it, though. Um, so I bought... Uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection and uh, I was like it's been a while since I've played the OG games and yeah. I went and played Ghouls and Ghosts the Capcom, NES version right? yes sir um, it's the guy it's Arthur where he has the he's the knight and if he gets yeah. hit his armor breaks in his underwear yeah bro he's a exhibitionist yes so um, just I was a graveyard like, bro I was like let me just play through the old game just to refresh myself on it i Bro, loaded old up the game's hard as balls <laughs> I, I i loaded up the nes one and it was too antiquated for me to really enjoy um yeah. so i started up super that's a polite Ghost, way so of saying that game is hard as balls dude. no it's not even that it's it's not even that it was hard as that it was ugly to look at <laughs> Is that too uh, uh, was it like 320 by 420 like uh resolutions oh that's you're way higher than that it's like <laughs> like 240 by 112 or some shit this <laughs> is yeah, ridiculous blows it up <laughs> yeah uh but that's not even the resolution it's just the art style the sprite work was pretty ugly on that and i realized like for the time it was good <laughs> but yeah yeah i think like yeah. in your head you always add like more pixels than what was there because like i always do that with like Mega Man. i'm like oh yeah Mega Man looks great 
Did that go back and I look at it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> he looks really bad. You're look, you looking like a chunky boy. Look at thick boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing through uh, Super Goals and Ghosts, and it's fun. I'm getting through. I'm, I do the first run because, uh, you know, that game, when you beat it, you have to beat it again to get the true ending. So yeah. I'm going through my second, my second run and uh, playing it on the, you know, Nintendo Switch. So I'm doing the uh, SNES like library and it got me thinking why the fuck does nintendo hate their past you know it's really weird right uh like, so <laughs> and i realized like it's a capcom game but come on it's a super I, nintendo game so let's let's dive into it a little and bit i know here. they always had like those weird ass ironclad contracts to nintendo's like infamous four where they're like you can only do like five thousand cartridges or whatever like a quarter like yeah they would like uh like they sold the licenses on like how many cartridges you could print out, like where you could distribute them. Like, uh, yep. you had to like have like an X amount of years, like deal with them to even like be in business. Uh, seal of so approval. Would, <laughs> yeah. And you would you have that Nintendo seal of approval on it. Say. Uh, you can't have you playing track and field on the bootleg, bro. Like, it's, yep. people yep. break their thumbs. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I, I was, you know, thinking about. So Nintendo is, they have. It's it's not even arguable. It, they have the best back catalog of any developer um, yeah. since they've been around for so long and they've had so many bangers. They're they're the reason that gaming became what it became is Nintendo. You know the the eighties the the eighties that NES console saved the gaming play space as we know it, and with such a huge back catalog, they really hate diving back into it they would much rather you like do a remaster or a repackage and charge you 60 dollars than they would of just throwing all these games on a channel for you to play uh yeah. it's i think it's, it's the uh, the data-driven nature of like the japanese culture like we've said before like they'll put out like bite-sized things where they're like oh have a uh, the retro nes where it's like a mini you know nes with like 50 games and they're like Oh, it didn't sell that well. And it's like, yeah, because they sold out, bro. Like you didn't make enough of them. Or they'll put <laughs> out like packs of games and they're like, have these five random ass assortment of games. And it's like, nobody bought five disjointed games. It's like, I guess nobody's into this. And it's like, bro, like the value propositions that they keep putting out are like ridiculous. And they, I don't know if it's like kind of like you're saying where they have the mindset of like, if we can remaster and just sell for like 40, $60, like the same product, like that's better than like a $5 or like a, you know, a free service that we put on that gets people on our app every day that to play like these old games, you know? Yeah. Like how, yeah. how good would that be? Like a, a you know, a Netflix of, of Nintendo library where they just, you have like daily quests where it's like, Oh, play, you know, ghost of goblins, uh, collect, you know, X amount of kills. And then yep. like, you're getting like the, the dailies done, uh, where you're like, you can compete with your buddies and be like, who's yep. got like the best runs. They got scoreboards, leaderboards, uh, you know, achievements, all yeah, that dude. like th this seems incredible. like a no-brainer yeah yep. <laughs> like, but they're like nah we're good like even if like it cross-platform where you could do that on the phone as well like, you just sign in with like your nintendo id and you're like oh i got my access to my library and i can also do stuff here what if you had palette swaps in the old g games you could sell people on dlc for your old games you're like yeah now you can uh you know get a new outfit for, for Mega Man. <laughs> uh that's hilarious uh so i was you know it got me thinking too like emulation has 
then like Nintendo hates it because it leads to illegal ROMs. Because the true the true thing of emulation is you're supposed to, you know, have your own use your own games to make your your own ROMs for yourself. Yeah. They um, opened themselves up early to emulation as well because the old NES had like a disk drive for like in Japan. So you uh, could put like the the floppy regular disks. Yeah, yeah floppy disk yeah okay yeah, so yeah. You, like. I got in early on uh, NES emulations like back in the 90s because like they were all online already because people would just like copy the disc and then upload it to the net. So like, there was definitely like ROM sites. So it's like they kind of did it to themselves with how easy uh, access like they had. And I, I think that's why they had the more stringent licensing things when they moved to cartridges because they saw like how much of their like IPs just got out on the net. And they're like, why is this happening? But like, bro, it's a... Uh, you weren't going to sell like all those copies of that game. Trust me, pal. <laughs> like, the uh, So the thing with it, man, is emulation has been preserving and uh, it is our, as gamers, it is our museum. You know, it is, yeah. it is a collection of great works or whatever works, you know, just contained for someone to look at in the future. There's many games that I would have never found out about if not for emulation emulation also leads to um fan translations like yep. like uh you know earthbound was actually mother 2 right would you have known yep. about the original mother if not for the internet and roms someone to deal you know, crack that just for you so uh mother 3 was never released in the states um you know how we've played it because someone got a ROM, someone tinkered with it to fan translate it, and then we have a game that Nintendo, for whatever reason, will not re-release. If they did, that that would sell like hotcakes. I don't understand. It's, it's like they like money too much to to uh, put an effort into a lot of these things, but they also hate money to where they yeah. won't just give us, you know, to, uh, theologically Earthbound three, you know, so Mother three. So I just don't don't get that. And they they go it's after weird, these man. and here's the it's, thing. I'm not against them protecting their IP, right? Like they 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 famously just a few months ago went after um, one of the biggest ROM sites and uh put the kibosh on it and this guy uh just was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so he re-uploaded everything after the legal injunction was done. Then they went after him again. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" <laughs> um, you can't stop me. So I think one of the court things is he can't actually like ever play a Nintendo game. I don't know how the hell you're going to enforce that, but it's like <laughs> he's like, "You can't Nintendo's play." They're like, "You like can't an play any bracelet on him." Yeah, like dude. He goes near. A, he, he goes near a Game Boy. He gets a shock. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a shot collar on. Exactly, from dude. Nintendo, yeah, man. <laughs> and, and Mario goes, "It's a me, shocking your heart." <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Just, they're just giving him that Pavlovian response every time he tries to touch Nintendo. Exactly. Starts, um, what was that movie with the? Uh, oh man, I got thrown out for a loop with fancy bit of the old Ultra Violence. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, Clockwork Orange. Yes. Yep, the Clockwork Orange. Him. <laughs> he's, yep, like, yep. he's like it's it's a me oh, motherfucker he's <laughs> <laughs> like starts throwing up goes into a fetal position exactly it's over <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it, it's weird because they have like this huge back catalog and they just they don't really put it anywhere and they don't re-release this like you said a lot of fan translations that came out where it's like uh you never would have heard of like these games like this like dragon force 2 like yep. once it's like uh dragoon legend of dragon for like the nes or super nintendo where it's like a turn-based strategy game that's uh, uh saturn 
Is it Saturday? Yeah, Panzer Dragoon Saga is what you're thinking of, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a few. There's a lot of dragon games. They like their dragons <laughs> in Japan, bro. So that came out for the U.S., but it had a very limited release, and I would have never have played that if it wasn't for yeah. emulation. True. And that was an amazing RPG, which um, if anyone's remotely interested in the Saturn, the emulation is pretty good now. Check out Panzer Dragoon Saga if you can, because it's fantastic. It holds this up. This is a pretty timely podcast. Like, didn't good old games just cut a deal with somebody to release some of their games, their older games on uh, line finally? No, I don't know. I don't know. They're always oh, cutting man. deals, man. I don't know. I'm not, I'm pause not just pause. It. We've got to look this up. Okay. All right. Well, this is important breaking news. All right. Go on for with you. Your... <laughs> for, uh, for you listening, that was an instant for us. I was in there doing high level data research. I had like eight monitors up. I was like, uh, you know, the hacker in any movie. I was trying to find this. It's Konami, bro. Mother effing Konami. <laughs> that we just uh, talked shit about. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. We're, we're like, oh, they just become like a brand licensee. Like they don't care about uh, making new games. So they put out Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, Silent Hill 4, and some other classic Konami games are now on uh, good old games. And they finally, finally added modern controller support to them. So that was August 28th. So yeah, dude, it was like stuck in there. I was like, I know somebody. I was like, Capcom, it Nintendo. Yeah. Somebody's out there releasing these games finally in yeah. a place where you could get them legally. Like I know what's, Sega's always tried to do this. And uh, what's what interesting it? is is uh, Sega um, before the Sega Mini, they would just license out whatever to, to these like bootleg uh, emulation stations. Where it has yeah. like fifty games in one and like shitty controllers, shitty support for TVs or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think before like Bleem was a big uh, Bleem was actually for the PlayStation uh, stuff. They actually did it well. They were one of the only emulators yeah. where you had to pay for. Uh, yeah, they, they ended up in a lot of lawsuits well, <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, weren't they the ones who actually let you play PS One games on the Dreamcast as well? Or was that yeah. a different company? Yeah, it was no, a Bleem? they had like okay. a NES and stuff like. They're like, you can't technically do this, but if you put this disc in first, yes. and then you put it in this disc. Yes. So I remember playing, uh, I remember lending my uncle who never had a PS1, uh, but he really wanted to play Resident Evil 3. Uh, yeah. So I remember lending him uh, my copy, and he just bought the Bleem disc and played it, played through it on his Dreamcast. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty insane, man. So emulation does, does crazy things. Now, um, as far as, as the legality of it obviously it's a gray area like i mean I'm, I'm a big proponent of emulation and i and i have a raspberry pi with fucking everything on it you know yeah. uh I don't know. let me tell you this then uh, me and uh my buddy the codester we're like hey man let's watch mortal Kombat, the new movie this will be great because he has the uh the hbo streaming service yes so he's like all right i'll put it on and i'll just uh stream it through discord and we'll like watch it together this will be great Yes. I was like, yeah, all right. It'll be like we're in the same living room together, even though we're one state apart. This would be yes. awesome. Uh, so he tries to do it, and it's blocked yes. uh, in Discord. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this bootleg side. I don't know about it. We could do this. And so like, I'm like clicking it. I pull up my hacker screen, and I pull it up, and I'm like, boom, now we're watching Mortal Kombat together. Right. But it's weird because he has legal access to it, but it's like still. You do not have you know, legal access to redistribute, though. Yeah. That's in the terms like, of service. Yeah. <laughs> This is the the huge fine. Uh, yep. You know, if I was writing a movie script, that's what happened. As far as <laughs> <laughs> as far as legalities go, but yeah, like, so it's it's weird. Even though, like, you're not technically, I guess, like, legally, you're redistributing, right? Like, yes. 
Yes. Even though, like, technically, it's like you and your buddy just sharing the copy. But of, like, what a, what stops him from him, it being him and you know a million of his, buddies. of his closest exactly. friends? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I get that. See, I can't I can't be mad at that. I, I get big annoyed, and I think actually they have a party streaming option. So if you had a HBO Max account, you could do it at the same could time. Get in there. Yeah. All right. I have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney Plus has that definitely. Because um, we talked about because I don't I think he would have known about because he was like yeah like, you can start up on your stream at the same time and yep. then we'll both uh, we'll just sync up the uh, and I was like ah oh, man it's not the same. It's uh, pretty no no if, I, I'm guessing you don't have a paid the paid version of HBO Max. I'm gonna say I do <laughs> for the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> so the man's a liar. <laughs> How dare you, sir? But yeah, no, I. I so legally, right? I am for developers protecting their IPs. It's it's yep. such an oxymoron, and I'm such a hypocrite for this. But you are, dude, because you're you, like, oh, we gotta protect it, Mortal Kombat the movie, I'm, but not I'm, Mortal Kombat the game. I'm admittedly That's a hypocrite where you draw to this, the line. right? Because sometimes developers can't redistribute their games because of publishers, right? Yeah. Um, there was a case of. It's one of those things with you where, where I'm not going to pause it. I'm just going to go over it. Let's, let's just use an example. Let's say... We just uh, throw out wild, braggadocious statements here. This is all for entertainment purposes <laughs> only. <laughs> there, there was a developer. I want to say... I want to say it was one of one of the Leisure Suit Larry games. Um, with, call them out, dude. And um, they couldn't like redistribute i want to say it was lee shoot larry four and i'm probably yeah, way off like base in it or something but no no they, that was that was fine it's just because they didn't have the <laughs> rights to, to go back to it they, they lost them so I mean, you see this happen all the time with like uh rebroadcasting tv shows or movies where they have to like take out songs because they don't have the license for that song anymore yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, that's the big part of remasters of games too. Some games you'll have where it has a completely different soundtrack because they lost the rights to what was yeah. featured. And that's this is why big... we need to get big, bro. If we had a sponsorship for a virtual private network <laughs> a VPN, dude, <laughs> uh, this would be the perfect product placement opportunity for for stealing all of your media. Well, no, because yeah, no. like we're talking about licenses and stuff, and like it's true. a big thing. It's like some of it's like only available in like you know uh different regions so yeah in the u.s like we're region one and i still can't find a good solution for closed captioning that just translates everything for region one it's ridiculous but that's my own personal saga that i'm on uh but yeah so you get things licensed specifically for countries where like you only have access to certain things you have things where like they lose the rights to like i think it's like mortal Kombat, the cartoon like they can redistribute that like this weird shit there's uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of weird stuff where it's like this is only available on this streaming service or this streaming service. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's publishers fighting against each other though, because like, yeah, but it, it's basically the same thing that is that the root of the problem here for the game developing, right? Because like yeah. we just saw like Konami just put things out on good old games. It's yep. like they could be doing this. Like Nintendo could just like have like a library dump of like here you can come to Nintendo.com and get any of these games from us officially uh, right. but they don't and it's weird <laughs> like, true true uh so there's one thing i, I just kind of wanted to say that that emulation does that no other first party has done ex- except for nintendo recently is netplay uh yes yeah. s- playing co-op of all these old games that i haven't gotten to play co-op before or maybe i've never played has been incredible and uh give me one sec so scenario, your friends a state apart, 
and you want to play Contra together, yeah. All of a sudden, you only have one option, bro. And the other Just thing you too and is fifty thousand of your closest friends want to play Contra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, rollback netcode, the biggest innovation in the fighting game space, was because of emulation. Uh, these guys yeah. were were playing, you know, Street Fighter Three online, and they were pissed off because the game has frame specific, you know, parries, and it was unplayable uh, with the traditional net play method. So I believe it was. I, I don't want to say developer names because I can't like remember. Games but. like um, Smash Bros. They never had net play in it, right? Like, yes. Now you put it in there, so now you can play Smash Bros. with the friends from the gamecube because it's the best version it's yes, the most really. balanced uh version of the game ever <laughs> with high level gameplay like they're nerfing the whole smash bro game they're trying to <laughs> get rid of any sharp edges and any high level play true true but uh, so so <laughs> with, yeah, with rollback no, no no with with rollback man uh that wouldn't have happened without emulation and the industry knows that it wouldn't have happened without emulation and it's it's one of those things where uh like capcom and the old arcade heads from back in the day i don't think they like the fact that people are playing the arcade versions of their games online but they're not going to stop it because they know that keeps that keeps interest alive in these yeah. games like street fighter 2 super turbo is pr- the arguably the greatest fighting game of all time it's the most balanced and it has the most fundamentals that you can learn um if if anyone's looking to get into a fighter they want to start from from base and get a good good working knowledge of it you play you play st and the fact that you can play it with rollback means like all these frame specific things you can you have knowledge of you can pull off um and i i for one think it's incredible uh the other thing with that emulation has done is it it has enabled it the like cloud services a lot of the times you were playing older games on it off of an emulator because it's it's easy to run uh to to get these things working so we're at the cusp of cloud computing and and the fact that we can play full games we can play destiny 2 um, off of a cloud server right now yeah. with just a controller hooked up to your TV. Fantastic. You, you, the basis for that was other companies that that had these emulators and stuff online just without being on your browser to to play. You know, it's, should we should it's we babe Ruth some shit here, dude? Go should on. we hold a Street Fighter Two Turbo Online Tournament Edition? Host it. <laughs> Host it. Yeah, that's... yeah, like a year, dude. Like when we get big, we'll uh, we'll call it the uh, digital dojo, uh, <laughs> Street Fighter Two Throwdown. <laughs> we could, we could. It's, it's the, that thing. So Street Fighter Two is probably the game that is. Yes, it's it's probably the most balanced and the best fighter to get into, but it's also the hardest because it's been out for thirty years and get, uh, all, of the, uh, uh, all of the all of the uh, old heads still play it. And they're really fucking good at it. <laughs> it's, yeah, dude. We gotta um, get the old heads in, dude. Like that's all it is. We gotta have like a thing where it's like uh the prestige of it, not necessarily like a monetary reward because we don't have the money. But what we can do <laughs> is we'll hit up thrift shops until we can find a karate uh trophy 
and that'll be it, dude. No, dude, I, I will say this, though. And because of, of emulation, things like that, um, the fighting game community, and I, I will go back to it because I think it's the it's the best community uh, uh, in gaming. Uh, it's so accepting and so cool. There's shit talk, but it's always in good fun. You know, it's always good natured. Yeah. Um, it's usually for entertainment I've, purposes I've, only. It's a- I've had I've gotten a chance to play, you know, a set with like Justin Wong, right? This dude is, is like a, is he's the god of Marvel vs. Capcom two. Um C V S two. No, I tell him. He he knows. He knows. Don't worry, he knows. <laughs> Trust me, he knows. Uh, <laughs> but but I've got to play when Capcom vs. SNK two got to like like a lot more support with uh, an old DC bear. Uh, he hosted a stream on Twitch just because he was playing it, and he just took all covers. I got a chance to play sets against you know Evo Champ Justin Wong, dude, and I got my ass handed to me. But I would have never gotten that chance in my life unless him and I happened to be in the same spot, you know. Which yeah, how bro. likely is that to happen? So and and uh, you know that's how how you know that's that's one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time and it's because of emulation capcom didn't go out and re-release cvs2 you know they're 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 sitting on their laurels they're sitting on their hands to even re-release that game they're gonna have to rework with snk redo some licensing stuff and and what's happening is legal is getting in the way of creativity legal is getting in the way of art but you can't avoid that because gaming is is such is such a hard nut to crack because you have one of the most creative mediums out there but it's it's also the same creative medium that's hampered by i would argue more red tape than movies and music that's a bold statement bro i feel like i don't think so the i would say the copyright trademark laws in america are really bad and they're basically becoming disney laws where it's like every time like the trademarks come up for like Mickey Mouse, they're like, oh, I guess we got to push it back another 15 years. Like they keep pushing it back like 30 years. Like, cause I think it was like 99 years after death is like how yes. long you can hold on to it. And then they're like, how about we make it another, like another hundred? Like it's just going to be in perpetuity. Dude. They, they, they just don't want people, you know, making bootleg uh, Mickey Mouses, dude. Like it's all comes down to like, and like that's stupid. Like, you should have like uh, your better branding of like the Disney brand to be like, oh, if it's not official, I don't want it. And do like just make high quality, good products and like don't worry about people like, you know, bootlegging your stuff. But uh, I don't know. Like maybe there needs to be different uh, protections at different levels of the game too. Where it's like if you're like a billion dollar cap company, like you don't get the same protections as somebody who's like a thousand dollar, ten thousand, hundred thousand a year, you know, profit company. Uh, you know, but I don't know. Here's the thing uh, with with movies, right? It what if you create a movie, the your producer, the um, like Disney, they will have the rights to that forever, right? Yeah. Uh, music, whoever owns your masters, they have that forever, and musical artists get fucked out of their own stuff man. every day. It's, Look at it's, T-Swizzle, it's, man. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but gaming, you have to. You have to rely on on who who owns the source code. Um, you get you got licensed music in there. Who owns that? Who gets licensed for it? Do you get to redistribute the game using the same music, or do you have to renegotiate a new license deal? The, the people who did the composing for uh, Sakuden Two, 
Okay. And like just like work as like a dude at like a coffee shop now. Like all these old composers for like these NES games. Like they got I think the guy who did like the original like <laughs> Final Tales on the PlayStation. <laughs> like what the hell you <laughs> Oh no, I'm saying like all these like old NES like composers and stuff, like the MIDI people, like they did not make money. They'd have like no rights to that music, dude. Like a lot of yeah. them like now like it, it's kind of like a weird because they got paid at the time they're like here's a hundred bucks but like you made some of the most iconic music of all time and like you have zero rights to it now so it's it's a even like music for like those old games are weird like a lot of the coding's weird like a lot of the old software companies didn't let people use their names because they're afraid of like being poached so like they didn't get like credit in the actual game yeah uh, and like this is kind of like this isn't like a in the long long ago this was like in the into the late 90s they were doing this stuff there's a lot of like extremely uh toxic and prohibitive like practices that were put into play to stifle the creative teams and like uh, their ability to make money and find work like outside of like a, a software company that they're at yeah they didn't want the poaching was a huge risk all the time the creator of adventure was the first one to put his name in a game uh and it was yeah. like shocking because you know atari didn't want anyone to poach the programmers for something else uh, and then the nintendo I, I think uh you could even go full konami circle here shigeru, <laughs> shigeru miyamoto was always credited i'm pretty sure i think he might be the outlier i'm, I'm pretty sure he was always credited it's like vice president though of nintendo right like not at the, not not with uh, not the, the first one yeah i think yeah. he's just such a badass that they're like you know what yeah didn't Back he like it. single-handedly like reprogram like uh, tetris or something to get on the game boy like in a weekend or some shit it's him or either gunpei yoko i can't yeah, yeah there's something like that yeah <laughs> it might have been gunpei just because he's the god tier of game boy yeah uh so you know it's it's uh, it's funny dude because gaming is is in such a point where we're constantly evolving and you know we're the next gen consoles we're in ray trace graphics we are in you know high hybrid vr spaces and it it worries me because i'll also as and i think it's come off on this pod too that i'm a film buff as well um i can watch movies from the 30s i can watch movies from the 40s 50s pretty easily right now um because of distribution services things like that uh and at this moment in time i can play older games at the moment because of emulation um nintendo would have it to where emulation itself they've they've tried to make emulators themselves illegal and (laughs) they failed because people are saying saying yeah preservation you know is is a true thing this is not like a new problem like they sued uh ea for like building like reverse engineering how the games got on their licensed nintendo cartridges and that's what the like yellow yeah sega with the yellow yeah. tabs like they yeah. reverse engineered that they were doing it to get around like all these like licensings and fees like so they're and, uh, reverse engineering like snes sega yep. they're figuring out like all this stuff to like break their like uh patented box so, yeah yep. so they did it and like the judges were like no it's perfectly fine for them because they did it themselves. They figured it out. They didn't like do anything. Uh, they didn't steal anything proprietary from yep. you. They reverse engineered it, and that's perfectly legal. So yep. it's it's also becomes weird in video games with like uh, mechanics now, where you have like your Dota's lawsuits with people. They're like, oh, you're using like the Defense of the Ancients uh, style, this League of Legends style gameplay. Uh, yeah, and they're like, so they're trying to like get into mechanics. There's a uh, fucking Konami, dude. I think they owned. <laughs> uh 
mini games in between for loading screens. And so because yes, they own yes. that, like you couldn't put like any fucking mini game when something was loading because uh, they had uh, Galaxy. They owned it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, even though Midway did it anyway, because it said "fuck Konami." Yeah, as you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, I'm seeing. I mean, you know, we're talking kind of negative about all this stuff, but I see opportunities, my man. I see licensing opportunities for us when the podcast takes off for us to start buying up some of these older games and start remaking them. <laughs> We make a combo wombo distribution platform. <laughs> you know, there's a <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, I can't, oh, the other way I'm around. I'll tell you, man, Ruthie, dude, like we're we're doing Street Fighter tournaments. We're buying up old IPs. Like we're shooting, we're moonshotting this bitch, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say one of the other things too to get around like Nintendo's rules was Konami, fucking Konami. Every time, I think that's gonna be the fucking. <laughs> thing they made shell companies to make more games to get around their uh limit of games you can release a year that's where the original fucking metal gear came out on was it was ultra games it wasn't even konami it was ultra games in the states yeah, because because they couldn't be asked to wait six months to release another game they're like nope fuck it we need that money now they're like, it's a button. let's make it let's make a shell corporation uh what are we gonna call it uh ultra games oh okay cool boom so yeah it's it's <sighs> When you get legality into a creative space, you get the shadiest motherfuckers like Konami, those at Konami to do to get around things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the movie industry is like no better. The music industry, oh, is movie no industry, like, the movie industry, everything is made at a loss. You yeah, make dude, everything like, at a loss, and you can't get taxed dude. on it. Yeah, yeah. Cre- creative spaces also have creative accounting where you don't have to pay for dick if you. Yeah. <laughs> if somehow every company gets bankrupt, even though they like had like the biggest special effects budget in history they're like yeah we're shutting it down and they're this like movie oh, costs man. 500 million dollars to make oh yeah would it make 20 billion dollars oh yeah uh how the production company do they closed they shut at their doors yeah, to shut it down man it's unfortunate uh on paper at least because when you go down the block they're still all there yeah <laughs> you know, they yeah, just yeah. have a different name on the on the wall exactly you know? exactly it's it's incredible man so i so you know i think that Nintendo, I think secretly, they love it because emulators and things did all the groundwork for them. They could just sh- yeah, they the- license that out, like for uh, the Nintendo Retro game that they put out, the Mini NES. Yeah, like that was licensed out uh, emulator. Like you see this yes. again with like uh, what Steam's doing with like the Steam uh, boxes that they're putting out. That's all running on Linux. Like the, a lot of these old emulators are running on like Linux software, open software, uh, and like. They'll do their best to hide that stuff, but like you click like the about it, it'll like tell you like, oh, this is just like the retro RPL license, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, dude. oh damn, you just like put made a new skin for a retro arc and then you sold it. Like that's crazy. Yeah, uh, but, but they can you know, get away with it because they, they're the original IP owners of the yeah. ROM that you're playing. So yeah, but they're too lazy to put in the work to make like their own. Like it's yeah, it's they're like, oh, somebody else already did this. I mean, you see this with like a the Blender software, Blender 3D, where like a lot of bigger companies like Adobe now like you know contributed huge to like their fund and they're like putting out like plugins and stuff for it you see it with like uh damn adobe's been buying up everything they bought up, like substance painter like and they also oh, they did, did that they? For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i don't know so they, they buy up a lot of stuff uh and but they'll fund it as well and you'll see this with ibm as well where they also fund up like a lot of like open source projects but, like it always seems like lurking in the back of like their business minds are like how can we take this over how can we make it not open source yes yes uh flash 
You remember uh, when yeah. Adobe bought Flash, uh, Macromedia? Flash, like, Flash 3 was super fun. It was, you know, back in the cowboy days that like, like Adobe Apple killed it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it was uh, dying. Uh, it was it was dying already, and it was some life support. It was too open to exploits, so like it was Virus City. It was the, it was yeah. the gateway to every computer, so it, it had to, to die. Hell. But and it led to Adobe Animate, which Adobe Animate will never be as good as as uh, any of the Flash versions. I feel like you could get some decent stuff, but there is there is something about old Flash where. It was more intuitive, I think. You know, is anyone it's... preserving those old Flash games? Yeah, Newgrounds. Okay, there's just Newgrounds all theirs. Is that. Yep, yep. There's just they're... McMillan and Newgrounds. Uh, Newgrounds is basically fulp, fulp. <laughs> uh, uh, Newgrounds is basically the good old games of Flash games. <laughs> yeah, they have they have their own proprietary uh, like thing that runs they runs the old best Flash games. stuff. Flash games. It's just it was, like you it was, know, it was on the, like, it was games on the can be anything. There, it was just a. Pure, pure form of expression and joy. Yes, uh, a lot of it was trying to be like Edge Lord City as well, but like it kind of added to it, you know, because I feel like it's yeah. a time and place type of thing. Yeah. So let's let's do this, man. Uh, we've been talking about preservation. We've been talking about emulation, um, and I think we've both we have set had goals, moments bro. in our time. We're gonna buy up no. some of these older games. <laughs> we're gonna set off the Street Fighter Two tournament, dude. Like uh, we're doing big things. I, I just wanted to ask um, 22 bros our year your favorite emulator over. and your favorite game you played because of the emulator that you couldn't have played before uh, favorite is definitely going to be like the I want to say it's Nesticle <laughs> wow okay <laughs> Yeah, okay. but like again, like you could get that back in the '90s, so it's kind of like my first uh, one yep. where I could like play like a lot of games back on Windows 3.1 uh, it, was, it was crazy it was like an eye opening world changing experience because uh, I had like the games on my NES at the time, and I was like, I can put them on here too. Now both of us can play Final Fantasy at the same time. This is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I would say like favorite game that came out of that. I don't remember the name of it because it's in Japanese, but they just re-released it. Uh, I want to say for the Nintendo Switch. It's where like you're you play as a fisherman girl, and you like throw out a fishing line, and like it lets you swing around and bounce up around and stuff. Like you catch different fish, and you throw them in bubbles, dude. It's it's great. I'll try, I will. I'll put a on the screen. I'll put it here because okay. I'm editing this one. Yeah. But yeah. So that game, that that's an amazing game. You play a little <laughs> fisherman girl. <laughs> no, you'd be on the other way, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah so be over here. Okay. Oh, got it. Holy yeah. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. What about you, man? What's uh, any nostalgic memories? Um, Chrono Trigger. Actually, I didn't have that on the. Uh, SNES actually the game's Those expensive carts as fuck. were platinum they yeah. platinum press carts dude you can find them for like less than yeah, three four hundred dollars exactly um, so my favorite emulator of all time um, ZSNES even though it's there's way better things now but back then that was the Super Nintendo emulator to use it's like the first one with Netplay too yep yep um, and Chrono Trigger man I I never got to experience that as is uh you know on the actual console but uh that became my favorite rpg of all time as i've mentioned before and uh playing it i, I played it on a 55 inch uh projection tv um in the early 2000s uh, with surround sound as well so it's yeah. so i had the console experience 
but it was because of an emulator that I got to experience this. My uh, favorite memory was uh, Four Swords. We had that on an emulator, and we played me and my uh, three buddies. Link. Yeah, oh, it was great. Because it was like, yeah, we're not all... I think our one buddy had it, but it was like, bro, none of us are going to go buy... Uh, I think it was a Game Boy, Game Boy SP Plus. It was, Advance or something. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, we're not buying the Game of Boys and uh, Four Swords just to play this game this one time at your house. But we all had our computers there, and that was like one of the one of the best memories I have is like playing that game with my buddies. So. Yeah, man. The other, and the other thing too is, um, and I, I mentioned this on a, on a very early pod uh, when I found out that Saturn emulation was you know playable now is improvements. Um, you can you have 4K textures for Ocarina of Time now. You um, have these crazy ass shaders that make the game. It, it makes the game look like how you remember, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's incredible. Um, it's like my streamer some... buddy, uh, Death Taxes and sixty four. He's been okay. playing this like Legend of Zelda remake where you're Yoshi now inside <laughs> the game. He's been like trying to speed run that dude. The the game looks crazy. That's awesome, dude. It's, yeah, so you, you get you get crazy shit like that. Uh, I played through uh, Dino Crisis for the first time, um, the Dreamcast version plus 4K textures and uh, like reskin. It's it looked incredible, right? And and it's because of these dedicated people who are all like, I remember the game looking like this. Let's make it look like this. You know, yeah. it's it's incredible, and it it a lot of it serves as the basis for a lot of these remasters, which I think is is hysterical. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have that in the Diablo two uh, edition, the Reforge or whatever, yeah. where like you can they have like a key. I think it's like a FRT or something where it puts the old textures on top of everything. Yep. You can see the game how it was like originally looking, and it, it was scuffed. You're like, ooh. It's like I let's play the new one, and I was like, "Oh, this looks okay." And then I put on the old one. I'm like, "Oh man, that's not how I remember that thing looking at all." <laughs> like, it's rough, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, the other the and I, I want to shout out to the other um, emulator, uh, not even emulator, but uh, just time. I modded my original Xbox and had you know XBMC and and emulators on there and. Uh, having that with every game of all time you know was was like the greatest time because not only is this did i full have circle bro you get it, the new xbox is it is it time? oh yeah yeah the new xbox it's immediately getting mod shit out or you know it's immediately getting emulators on there because my kids will experience all these old games uh through emulation and i am happy as hell because of it um uh you know i i gotta say support emulation you know, but also don't get mad at the developers for protecting their IPs because yeah. you would do the same. You know, I it's, it's say, you know support the developers as well. Like if they're support developers on regulation and yeah, and buy well, no, no, buy like the, the old games. developers of the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy the old yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. If you can, uh, if you if have you the can. opportunity, like like I said, there's stuff on, coming up on good old games. There's some stuff like on Steam now with like Sega, uh, Konami yep. has some stuff. Nintendo Store has like uh, some stuff on there. Uh, it's just sparse though. Like that's the problem. Like I love like like a Again, like much like us having like the movie owning it, uh, it's just way more convenient if we can just stream it. Like, there's something about like having all of your games like in a single distribution library of like, oh, I can just launch this. It's all all my saves and stuff are in one place. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yep, it's 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 that old adage, right? Since since uh since Steam became a thing and and it's been so easy and the sales have been so easy. 
you know, I haven't pirated a game in like 15 years, you know, like probably more. Uh, there's been no reason to because everything's been cheap enough. And I get like other people live in countries where these games aren't available or maybe like the price yeah, to like, we the, the same difference problem, is like fucking crazy. Yeah. No so I, so I get that, but, but I think it's, it's been proven that. That's what the that, game started as was like that, a bootlegging site where they would translate, make fan translations <laughs> of games and they'd that, like, uh, sell them. <laughs> that, uh, uh, you can, you, you, you interrupted me. It just messed me up. But, uh, um, uh, shit anyway anyway you can oh yeah accessibility equals you know you don't you won't pirate it at that point i can't remember the actual uh, verbs i was going to use thanks <laughs> but yeah with the more accessible it is the more less likely people are to steal it just because like with netflix and all the streaming services you know why why deal with you know sketch sites to watch anything you know i yeah. that's it, it's kind of goes to show that's why streaming services are popular that's why and that's why you know co- consoles with their old whole back catalog are doing well it's like microsoft game pass is doing well do you have to you don't have to fucking pirate halo or anything you just could play it just yeah. just load it up it's there like right there like and i think developers are slowly getting that that you just make things accessible and you'll be fine but um also don't forget where you came from you know and sony they like Astro, the Astrobot game, um, showing their history was fantastic. They have not forgotten where they came from, um, yeah. and it becomes more complicated, like uh, on a scale of magnitude, when you like have like these older MMORPGs that are dying, and uh, there's people who make like fan servers and stuff. Like you saw this with the uh, original Vanilla WoW, and they got hit with the lawsuit city because they're like, oh, we're just going to throw that out here in a little bit, so we got to protect our IP and shut down these. <laughs> but they didn't get hit with a lawsuit until Blizzard was ready to. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you saw that with themselves. like uh, Nintendo kind of does the same thing with like Metroid. They only went after like uh, the uh, fan made game when, when they were ready. To, yeah, when they were ready to release like a new Metroid game, you know, it so, was their, it was their remake of two, and yeah. and uh, their remake of two. Well, good. Uh, the fan remake was still better. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it just, yeah. it just way more time, care, and love. Like there's a. Same adage for like digital security, where it's like you only have X amount of time and money to put into security, whereas when you release it, they have infinite time and money to break it. <laughs> like, <laughs> true, true. All right, bro. Well, I think we got our points across. I hope. Uh, I hope this is kind of an enlightening Ramblings for everyone of a listening. Mad lad. Exactly. Exactly. With Babe Ruthin, high level twenty twenty two goals, <laughs> squad goals, uh, yeah, tournaments, buying up old IPs, uh, all this. We're gonna have commercials on the pod, dude. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> it's all to fund our bigger ambitions. The bigger <laughs> the takeover. Takeover. Like, subscribe, sure. share. Tell ten of your friends to tell fifty of their closest friends, fifty thousand of their closest friends to yeah. watch it in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and next week uh, I won't have horrible allergies, so you know <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. All right, Chip. All right, everybody. Take care. We out of here. On that pussy. <laughs>